coming to you from the City of Roses. This is the podcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, Paul and Tuss here in the Lashcast Studios. Excited as always to join you for another day with Paul and Tuss. Uh, hey, <laughs> okay, whatever. Real quick, we're going to be doing, a, well, let me do the announcements and then we'll get into what we're talking about. Today, we're going to talk about the power of agreement, something that I've been reading about and thinking about. And so we thought we'd just share some of the things we're, we're learning with you guys. But before that, real quick announcements, we have our Apple podcast giveaway. That means if you write a review and screenshot and email to paullashcastpodcast.com, you can be entered into a drawing for a $200 Amazon gift card. So you want to go do that today we also have the last cast insider club the best club in the world most fun club in the world why is that because you will always get the basically the heads up before anything we do goes on sale and you'll get a discount so there's lash con our coaching webinars whatever it is even our, our class that we just did we're doing soon in indianapolis we gave away a 200 discount to anyone who was in the club would get that got that code and can buy the ticket to that course and save 200 bucks so it's definitely worth it what else is going on lash con tickets are coming really soon guys we can't wait we're going to be actually in scottsdale in a couple weeks and we're going to be speaking there so hopefully we'll see you guys there if you haven't bought your tickets they are still available last i checked and also guys we want you to be on our show we're looking for people with interesting stories to be on our podcast so if you have something about you about your struggle maybe during 2020 something you've overcome something that you've worked through something you've learned something that you can do that would be a blessing to the lash industry please email me at paul at lashcastpodcast.com and give me a heads up say hey here's an idea what would you think of this and then we'll let you know if we want you on so it's a chance for you to be part of our show. All right, let's talk about the power of agreement. This is something that is, I don't know, for sales I've learned, but also I realize with customer service, it's something that I don't always see. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. No, exactly. it's not. It's not a big deal. You know, you're you're dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. It's the opposite of agreement. Yes, that thank you does is helping you see the opposite of agreement. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because really agreement is something that when you can agree with people, you're going to win them to your side. Even if you disagree with them, even, even if, if you, you don't believe in what they're telling you, finding areas of agreement is the way to be winsome, the way to be likable, and also stops people from being defensive. So let's first talk about an experience that we had. What was that place in New Orleans, that restaurant that we... Oh, Commander's Palace. Commander's Palace. If you guys ever go to New Orleans, you gotta go to Commander's Palace. The service there is amazing. It's like 100 years old, okay? Yeah. And it's like right across the street from one of those a Lafayette cemetery. So it's fantastic yeah. history. You can go and see a tour of the, of the cemetery, which is quite actually interesting. It's really cool. They also have 25 cent martinis yes. if you go for lunch, but it's not like a casual place. Like you can't go in yeah. with denim. I mean, you have to, you have, you don't have to jeans. wear a suit, but you wear at least a button up shirt yeah. for, and slacks for a guy. No open shoe. Open toed shoes. Yeah. Toe, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> they've got a little bit of a dress code there. They're upholding a, a kind it's a fine dining experience. So here's what happens. So we're sitting there with another associate having lunch. We're just enjoying every moment, and it's been perfect until... My order comes, and it's not what I ordered. Yeah. And what's amazing about this place is that they serve everybody at exactly the same time. So all the waiters, uh, you know... Circle the circle table. Circle the table, and then in like one swift moment, they all turn and pivot, and they put the food in front of you. Yeah. And I look at my food, and I'm like... That is not what I ordered. And I look at the gal and I say, 
you know, this isn't what I ordered. And she said, that is absolutely not fish or that is or, absolutely my not apologies. My apologies. apologies. Yeah. That is absolutely not what you ordered. And she took it away in, in a heartbeat. What was nice about it is that she agreed with Immediately. You. Immediately. She didn't fight. She didn't go, well, that's of course what you ordered. You ordered fish. And it's like, no, I didn't order. Like there was no moment where we had to convince her. She took our word, even if Tuss, I think, had misordered. Let's just say she did. Yeah. When Tuss said, this isn't what I ordered, she affirmed it so strongly. Absolutely, that's not what you ordered. I apologize. And then she said, and said let me take that. And then she corrected it. And I think she did realize it was a mistake yeah. at that point. And she went and got the right, uh, it was a different kind of fish. Yeah. But that said, that's how many of us don't do it. When someone comes in and they look at your at lashes or say something about your work, they say, well... I think, you know, your work wasn't very good or I don't think the lashes are lasting the way I wanted. last, whatever. It's so easy for us to take it personally and try to fight them. But oftentimes they're saying something because they want us to fix it. They want it to be right. And if we can eat some humble pie and agree with them, it's going to go so far in establishing our own professionalism. Yeah, and it really is a huge difference. You see this like on Yelp. Or on reviews, people will go on the Facebook groups and complain about, oh, this client did this, or they said this negative thing. And you're basically complaining, whining about, you know, someone else's opinion, which you can't control, by the way. And you're not going to be able to solve the problem by doing that. But rather than doing that, why don't you just agree that I missed the mark? That's our favorite phrase, by the way. I use that all the time. It looks like we missed the mark. And then you agree with the client and say, you know what, we can do better. And why don't you come in? We'll fix it. We'll take care of you. And all of a sudden, you're no longer trying to fight the client. What happens is when you disagree with the client, the client generally is going to get more upset. So let me tell you a story. I had a client recently, and she came to me, and she's like, the person that's been doing my brows has just been doing a terrible job. She made me bald, and I'm losing hair, and she didn't acknowledge it, and she just said I'm getting old. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've heard this before, right? You know, and and many times it is, you know, many times, sometimes the client will associate and attribute something to you that's beyond your doing. But what I did do, you know, so I'm looking at her eyebrows and, and it looked a little thin in a couple of spots. And I said, you know, it does look a little thin in these areas here. So one of the things that can happen is if you continually pluck out the hair as it's growing in, it can miniaturize over time, right? But here's some things that you can do. You can put some minoxidil or some Rogaine on this area or brow growth serum that kind of thing. But the thing is, is that she kept making it a point to say that this person was arguing with me. She told me I was getting old. I mean, she kept going back to that. And I did say, you know, hey, you know, changes happen as we get older. But it sounds like it would have been helpful for you if she had agreed with you. You know, she's like, yes, exactly. If she had just agreed with me. And so I just tried to provide that for him. So I'm just telling you this as kind of evidence to say, you know what, if somebody comes in and says, my brows just don't look as full as they did, or my lashes don't look as full as you just repeat what they say. It sounds like, so what you're saying is that they're not as full. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You're not admitting anything. It's You're not admitting that you've done anything, but you're affirming what they've said, right? Yeah, I think that's what it does is it deflates the tire. It deflates the pressure. It de-escalates the situation where often what people do, and I've seen this when I worked in hotels long time ago, back in the 90s, I remember we would see clients come in and they would be unhappy about something. And generally speaking, if we didn't agree with them or at least listen and affirm them, they're going to fight. They got louder. 
And then they would demand, I want the manager. And then I want the GM. And by the way, I'm burning down this place before I leave tonight. You know, it just got up higher and higher. And the same, that's why people go on Yelp. Often, I think most, not always, but a lot of our bad Yelp reviews, because we're not listening to people. We're not affirming that they're disappointed. They're bummed. It didn't work the way they wanted. The appointment missed the mark somehow. And we try to convince them, no, 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 it's your fault. You rinsed your lashes or you didn't wash, take your makeup off or you did this or that. And you try to blame the client, make them feel bad. And then they're like, wait, I'm the idiot in the room. I'm upset. And it's my fault. So always, let's say somebody comes in and says, you know, this didn't last as long. You know, oftentimes they'll say, maybe it was me. I never take that bait. I always say, well, you know, it could have been me. Let's just take a look. Let's see what's going on. And even if you don't see anything, sometimes if there's an issue that you can see, well, it looks like you've been a growth phase and they've, they've, they've all kind of fallen out. You point that out, you explain it. But I never say right off the bat, it's not me. You know, it could be me. Let's take a look. Let's, it sounds like you had more growth falling out. I'm going to make sure I do everything possible to make sure. They're not saying this because they're trying to denigrate you. They're telling you this because they think that you care and that you want to know. It took me a long time to understand that when they were giving me feedback, it wasn't them complaining. Now, hang on a second. Some people are complaining and that's just how they are. But if they're still coming back to you, that means that they're happy. Okay. Even if they're they're complaining, it still means that they're paying, you're still doing something right. Right. And I used to get all up in arms and be like, fire that person. You know, Paul's like, they're still paying you. Right. They're just, that's how they look at the world. Right. So just deal with it. And I'm like, okay, I can't change their, but you know what? They're still coming back. That's fine. So all I'm going to do is like, Hey, yeah. But I always listen to them. I always affirm what they're saying. And I just try to say, well, you know, let's see if we can do better this time. There's no harm in that. You're not saying like I'm doing bad work. The other thing is to recognize that they're not complaining. They're just giving you feedback, right? And which means you can grow now. Yeah. A lot of times I think people feel afraid to share real things back with you because you've made it clear that you don't want feedback. You don't want to hear from them, which means you you as an artist are not going to improve the same way you could if they knew that you were just this open person willing to accept criticism, whether good or bad, and that you would take that to heart and you would grow from it. I think as an artist, you will grow more because you're humble and you're approachable and you're willing to listen to feedback. And that comes because you agree with them when they first bring up the point. And now it's, and by the way, there's some people I remember back in the day when we were first really looking into this whole allergy thing. And I remember people would be like, I don't have any clients that have allergies. I'm like, yes, you do. They just don't come back to you because you just have made it very clear to them that you're not going to listen to them and you're not, you don't believe the allergy is real. And meanwhile, they're at home going, my eyes are puffy and itchy right now. And you're telling me they're not. So guess what? I'm going somewhere else. I'll disappear. And that's why some of these people are like, I never had anyone have an allergy. I'm like, that's because you made it clear you didn't want to hear back from them. So it's really about having that kind of way you, you know, I guess, train your client that, hey, I'm open to receive your criticism, your feedback, and I will not fight you. In fact, if anything, I'm going to agree with you. And, and if that you're still you. coming, it means that you're happy with me and you yeah. want me to take care of you. You know, when you stop booking, that's something different, right? And this is where I kind of began to think about this a lot because we've always had this kind of philosophy when it came to customer service where we're dealing with disgruntled clients. But we also, I realize this also works really well in sales. And when I mean that is often you're going to have someone call you, right? And hopefully you don't do this. When someone calls you on the phone and says, hi, what are your prices? You go, oh, I'm $200 and clink, they hang up, right? That's not how you want to do a sales call. When someone calls 
you need to ask questions, right? You need to ask, hey, have you ever had lashes before? What type of lashes did you like? How often would you like to go back for a fill? Find out questions so that you're better equipped to be able to answer and be able to guide them to the right type of lashes you want to do for them. But one of the things that might happen, let's say after you get through all that and then they go, well, you still haven't told me the price. You go, oh, okay, Tustin's $405. And they're going to be like, uh, that's a lot of money. That's really expensive. Now, the natural thing for you might be like, well, she's worth it. You know, we want to be empowerment, right? You know, power, you know, screw you if you don't like it. No, no, no. You disagree. Go, yeah, it is a lot of money. And all of a sudden the client's like, oh, 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 okay. So yeah, it's a lot of money. And I can share why. I can give you some insights into why. I mean, first, Tustin does take three hours for her first appointment. So there it's a, a longer appointment. She also gets every lash. And we have loops, medical loops, which allow her to see more lashes than the average lash artist. So she's going to make sure she gets every lash so that you have the most full set of lashes possible, which means you won't have to come in as often. And then you go from there. And all of a sudden, now you explain why there's value there and why it costs more. And that's still me. For us, probably eight out of 10 people still go, well, no, that's, that's still too much. No. That's fine. I'm not looking for those clients. So that's not our ideal client. Our ideal client is someone who wants the very best and will pay the money for it. And that's okay. Every- Everybody knows a Chanel bag is going to cost you, you know, two to five grand, right? What? And, <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yes, you know, it is, Paul. It's different from a bag at, from H&M. It is. It is more expensive. Yeah, so if, I think it for you, when you're doing sales, when someone's calling or asking you questions and they say something to you, oh, well, that's crazy, you know. Like, let's say someone wants, let's say, a very natural set, and they look at the pictures and they say, these don't look natural. I say, yes, you're right. Those don't look natural. I wouldn't disagree with them. But if you understand, we have other looks that we can do that are very natural. This look here that you're looking at actually is a type of lash that was for someone who wanted a lot more dramatic impact. But by the way, it's like there's as many ways doing lashes as there's colors in the rainbow. We can go from one end to the other end. And what you're looking there is something that's more extreme. You disagree because you could say, in your mind, it may not be fake looking or extreme. You'd be like, oh, that's very natural. I don't know what you're talking about. You're not going to win anyone over with that. No one is going to come to your side when you start basically disagreeing with them and arguing with them about the lashes and what's not this or that. Not going to happen, guys. All that's going to happen is they're going to be like, oh, forget this. I'm moving on hanging up on you. You have more chances to close the deal, to make the sale by agreeing with that client and winning them over with not just sharing, okay, I agree with you, but then you need to know your pitch. You need to know why things are what they are, why you're different, why you're good. Maybe there's something about your salon that's very special. Maybe it's in a very unique location. Maybe you have the best um, beds in the world. Like you will die to come into my salon and try the new bed. The plush and oak bed. Yeah, the plush and oak bed. Like seriously, you have to come in. That alone is worth the experience. You need to find what it is that makes you stand out. So you get the agreement. You, you, walk, you agree with them and then you push them and you start sharing them the value of what your salon brings or what your service brings. And you're going to find yourself closing a lot more people over the phone. And by the way, I, I generally think the best way to do these things is verbally get someone on the phone, texting back and forth. Yes, that's a way you maybe start a conversation, but eventually it's always going to be easier to close the deal if you're actually talking to someone. But I know a lot of people today hate that. They just want to text. But just a side note, just a side, if you can get on the phone, that's going to help you close a lot more sales. So anyhow, that, that's pretty much everything I had for agreement. I just wanted to get you guys thinking a little bit differently. Like when you're doing customer service, try to be thinking about how you can agree with your client. And when you're trying to close a sale, don't argue or debate with the client about the value of your company. Agree with their observations. Agree with them. And then have 
ways to take their, your, their observations and turn it. If they think you're too expensive, then to say, yes, it is, and here is why. If they think your lashes don't look very good, that may be a tough one to get around, but you can say, you can try, I agree that this look may be not right for you, but you know, I have other looks I can do. I think that'd be perfect for you. And you know, you, you can always find an angle to take it. And you may need to practice this out. You may need to sit down, write some scripts out, find the objections that you get. If you get texts and people say things and you give responses and they ghost you, probably means you're not doing a good job of selling. That probably means you're saying the wrong thing. So try something new. Try another approach. Try saying, okay, next time they text me or call me and they ask me this, I'm going to try this response and try a, a different approach. So hopefully that's helpful for you guys. That's pretty much all we have for you today. So that's a wrap. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I want to please ask you to follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, on, and review. On behalf of my Lash Aminal Tusney, yeah, that's that's a new one, guys. Lash aminal. That's our love language. Just in case you want to know, if you say aminal instead of animal to us, she'll just go, oh, damn. <laughs> she just loves that word. On behalf of my lash aminal testing, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.